Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast. We're going to be discussing home inspections. So let's get started. Hi, everyone. I am here with Celia from Always Faithful Home Inspections. Thanks for joining us, Celia. Thank you, Jill, for having me. It's always fun to uh, be with you and an honor to be in your program. Thank you. All right. Well, today, Celia is going to help us out with lots of our questions about inspections. Um, Let's start with the basics. Why does somebody need a home inspector? You know, Jill, I get asked this a lot, especially in this crazy market where people are foregoing the inspections. Like, why do I need one? I can look at stuff and... You know, I can tell when something is bad, but not a whole lot of buyers are willing to go in the crawl space. And, you know, sometimes I find not so friendly creatures there. (laughs) So um, there have been times that I found, you know, a lot of termites uh, where nothing was showing in the house. Or I find that even though they did something with the plumbing, there is still some cast iron that is actually cracked and it's creating a leak. And uh, that could also be really bad. So I have found things that uh, a lot of people who are not willing to do this kind of stuff are going to uh, find problematic. And it's been a huge bill. Um, some agents have told me, you know what, that thing that you discovered turned out to be a $20,000 plumbing bill. So things that are hidden um, that, well, we do inspect visual stuff, but um, I am able to check other things that people mostly are not able to do for themselves. Right. Or, I mean, something can look fine, but that's to an untrained eye. To somebody who knows what they're looking for, you're able to discover those things that maybe aren't quite so obvious on that. Probably, honestly, let's be realistic, 10, maybe 20 minute walkthrough when they decided to purchase the house. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So that's where you come in to get the more detailed look. Yes. Okay. Well, Can you tell us a little bit about your company, how you started, and how you got into home inspections? Yes, actually, I was flipping houses a few years ago. I started back in 2015, and at the time, I was also teaching self-defense. One of my students had just gotten his license, and he knew that I was doing the flips, and he decided to join me on the flips. So we did a couple houses together, and then he started getting really busy. So he said, uh, when I called him, hey, I need an inspection on this house that I think we should get, he's like, how about you go through the schooling because I'm getting busy with my work, and he he's the most uh, he's the most outstanding, honest person that I have ever met. And he actually paid for my schooling to to do the home inspection. And I started doing it so that when we went to see a house, you know, um, a lot of times uh, back in that market, it was uh, your time visiting the house is your inspection period <laughs> when you're mm-hmm. buying cash. Um, so I was able to, to do that. And so I started the schooling. It took me a while. I did procrastinate, but um, I finally finished. And then as soon as I finished my schooling, I did my test. I passed it on the first time, the first try, which I is not always, um, not everybody can do that, I heard. And that's when the pandemic started. So he immediately hired me. I was uh, ready and um, it took off. So after a while, he started to, um, he had been, done, been doing it for a few years. So I... Um, I took over when he was ready to retire and he decided to sell me his company. So um, yeah, I hit the ground running and I'm extremely excited to carry the legacy. Yes, you definitely hit the ground running, but you've done a great job keeping it going. Thank you. 
Um, so that schooling you talked about, how long does it take to actually complete? What is required to get that license? So there are several schools that teach the home inspections. Of course, it is a national test, so um, it's not something that you just learn from Arizona. Um, I did a couple of different uh, programs. One of them is a hit, and that one is online. It is 80 hours at your own pace, and it took me a while, like I said. Um, it took me about a year. Uh, for my former boss, it actually took him about a week and a half. So you just go through it at your own pace. Uh, but there is once you pass the test for a hit, um, you have to also pass the national test. And unless you have worked in real estate before, uh, you you really don't know anything until you're on the field. Uh, I also uh, am certified InterNACHI inspector. So there is another course there that I actually did as well um, that is a little bit more involved. There's uh, more technical stuff there, um, pass their tests and everything. And then, of course, you have to pass a national test, which um, it's about 200 questions, if I remember correctly. And you have about four hours to do it. And it took me three and a half. <laughs> you just have to make sure. And it was, I will say, the most difficult test I have ever taken in my entire life. And I've gone to nursing school and <laughs> many other schools. And I, this one test was difficult. I'll say that. Okay. So once you are a licensed inspector, um, you've obviously gone through quite a bit of schooling. You've had to pass a very difficult test. Um, then you do some kind of uh, paired inspections where mm -hmm. you work with somebody? Yes. Right? Yes. So because he was already in the business for over three years, um, I was able to do my parallel inspections. That's what they're called. So that's when you go with a certified inspector who has at least three years of experience and you have to do 30 inspections. Um, of course, in the beginning, everything, you know, they're telling you how to do this, how to do that. And it is very different than the written portion. It is very different. Not very different, but uh you have to apply what you learned in mm -hmm. a different way. So once you complete these, these 30 inspections, you have to apply for your um, license. And back when I did it, it used to be that you submitted one of those inspections to the Arizona Board of Technical Registration. And then they gave you feedback whether you passed it or not. And once you did, then they give you your license. Um, nowadays, they are actually requiring that you submit more and they can require any of them at any time in the process of um, approving you. Okay. There's also, you also have to have your fingerprint card and, um, you know, just make sure that you don't have any felonies and anything like that. <laughs> okay. All right. So an inspector then has basically had to go through quite a bit in order to get to where they are. Obviously far more than your general, just home buyer, again, going back to the fact that you're going to be able to look at things in a different light than the, the person purchasing the house. Mm -hmm. Now, understanding all of that, how would you suggest somebody choose an inspector? If they're looking and they don't know, what would you suggest they do? Well, obviously, experience is important. Uh, also, attention to detail. I do recommend people look at the <laughs> Google reviews. Um, it's always tricky because a lot of people have been recommended um, and they either didn't do a good job for that person or the client expected something different. And um, it's just um, it's just good to follow your agent's um, recommendation because they probably have worked with that inspector for a while. And the more qualifications that inspector has doesn't mean they're better. Um, a lot of times, you know, people get qualifications that mm -hmm. are not really 
um, necessary mm-hmm. um, or because somebody says that they work in construction doesn't mean they are doing it right. Um, just follow your gut, follow your instinct, and of course your um, agent is a great resource. Okay. I'm glad you said something about working construction. So just because your cousin works in construction, um, they're not going to have the same qualifications as a licensed inspector. Right. Okay. Um, So once you get to a home, you know, you get an inspection scheduled and you get to a house. Um, I know one thing I love about the way you do it is you come a little early, Mm -hmm. you start the outside of the house, um, try to get it started before everybody gets there. So what is it you're inspecting when you're looking at the outside of the house? What should they expect you to look at? Hey everyone, we want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. Also, we are licensed realtors practicing equal housing. So the exterior includes the roof, of course, and I will always do my best to get on the roof. If it's a second story house, if there is a flat patio roof in mm-hmm. the back, I will try to get to the back, but um, I will not risk my life for it. <laughs> uh, but I will go on the roof and I will say, you know, what kind of roof it is. Um, if there is any defects like um, broken tiles or um, the granular, there's granular mm-hmm. loss on the shingles, or if it's a flat roof, if there is ponding, um, I cannot tell you the age of the roof um, because some shingles are very well taken care of. Mm-hmm. But um, the roof, uh, the vents, the siding to see if there's any cracks on them, if there's any penetrations. Um, we want so we also want to see the foundation, uh, make sure there is no major cracks, or if there is cracks, if those cracks follow the, up the wall to see if it's a foundation problem or if it's just regular. Um, Normal cracking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we check the faucets, um, the vegetation. If it's contacting the home, it can attract termites or rodents. Uh, there's a story there. <laughs> <laughs> um, just different uh, things on the exterior that will keep the home um, more water. I was going to say, keep the elements out. Yes, basically. exactly. You okay. want to be protected in your home. Okay. Um, going back to the roof. So, you know, roofs are a big mm-hmm. deal to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You said you do your best. Um the agent, I'm assuming, as you t- work with them, they typically have a, a different a licensed roofer come out to actually give an estimate on that repair. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I'm not mistaken, you can't quote the cost of something like that. You can just give a heads up to where you see issues. Correct. Okay. Yes, I go up there and I tell you if there is uh, any um, penetrations mm-hmm. or any problems. But I cannot. I'm not a licensed roofer, so I'm not able to give quotes or tell you how much it's going to cost or give an estimate. And if I, if you're asking me asking me for a recommendation, I can only tell you to go with a licensed roofer. Okay. The good thing about the roofers is that they come out for free. True. That is true. And we always, I always call a licensed roofer. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so then, on the interior of the house, once you've gone through everything on the outside, um, what do you look at on the inside of a home? So if there were, I, I always make a mental note on the outside, like if there is a tree um, on the outside that is contacting, I always check for um, if there is like a crack that is coming out from the roots on the side of, on the walls. Uh, I pay attention to the tile, if there, if it's cracked as well, it could be, you know, something with the foundation or with the uh, marksmanship. Workmanship. Workmanship <laughs> of, the ti- of the person who laid the tile. Um, of, of course, I look at the um, installed elements like uh, the dishwasher. If there's a 
microwave in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. It needs to be installed for me to to check it. Otherwise, it's not part of the house. Um, the ceiling fans. I, when I go into the bedrooms, I check uh, door, walls, closets, um, flooring, ceiling, ceiling fans, windows, smoke alarms. And then, of course, all of those have their own subcategories, like if the door is contacting the frame, if it doesn't have... Um, hardware, if it is delaminating, if there is holes in the walls, if there is termites inside, if the closet doors um, are functioning, if the smoke alarm works, if the windows has bars, have bars. I mean, there's so many things that we are looking for um, in each bedroom to make sure that the person who is sleeping in it is going to be safe and comfortable. Uh, And then, of course, the living room, uh, the garage, we check for the uh, garage door that is working, that the door that leads to the inside of the house um, is uh, sealed with mm-hmm. the weather stripping. There's a whole thing with uh, having um, the garage walls be uh, fireproof as well as the ceiling. I mean, there's a lot of other things that we look at that a lot of people don't think about when they go into the garage. Well, no, I was going to say, just listening to your list of things you go through, I mean, you are looking at things that are, you know, cosmetic or just maybe minor annoyances, like where the, like you said, the door, if it sticks. But then you're also looking at things that are going to keep the family living there, the person living there safe. You know, like you said, can they get out quick if there's an emergency? Um, Is, you know, our uh, outlets grounded mm-hmm. um, is the you know proper fireproof items in place on the home, things like that. So you just gave us a whole huge list, which yes. again, I'm guessing the person walking through the house, it's not necessarily something that they've looked at. Mm-hmm. My next question for you, there's, you know, single family homes, there's townhouses, there's manufactured homes. Um, and then there's homes that are brand new that should be perfectly fine, you would think. How does your inspection um, maybe just hit the highlights of how it differs among each of those? Sure. So they it's not really that different. It's just the limitations that we have with each of them. A single-family home is very straightforward. You know, we check for all of those things. Um, so not much to comment there. But on the townhomes, for example, because they're together one with another, mm-hmm. if I see... If I cannot see the side walls, then I cannot report on them. Mm-hmm. Um, or, for example, if they in a condo, if they are in the third floor in the third story, and I cannot get my ladder up there, and I cannot reach for that reason the uh, air conditioner which is on the roof, then I'm not going to be able to report on that. But that's only a limitation of can I tell you how old the air conditioner is or how many tons is it adequate for the house. I will not be able to tell you that, but I'm still going to activate it from the thermostat. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I will still check whether it's working the hot and the cold. Um, So that's a little bit of a difference. Uh, The condos are a little bit easier because the HOA covers a lot of things. Okay. Uh, So if I find termites, then the HOA may be able to check those. so a lot of times they don't really need an estimate, but if I, you know, if I can't get to the roof, I can't report on that either. Right. Um, and then as far as the manufactured homes, I do crawl under them as much as possible, mm-hmm. as much as it is, um, I'm a small person, so I can fit through a lot mm-hmm. of little places. But if there is um, snakes there or Tarantulas. I am not going to go in there, you know, but I will be able to see mm-hmm. uh, other things that people may not be able to reach. Um, and there is an engineering uh, certification for people who are buying a uh, manufactured mm-hmm. home. 
things have changed in the last few years where um, the ties, the tie downs that are required, that were required 10 years ago are no longer enough and now they're requiring more. I do not have that certification, so they will need somebody else to check on that. Okay. Um, if there is not an entrance, then I won't be able to do it. There was this house that I was trying to do and the only entrance was detaching the steps to go into the home and they were bolted. Okay. Uh, so I, if I can't go in, I can't do it. So that's uh, unfortunate. And then the 11 month um, warranty inspections, mm-hmm. um, it's a little bit more detailed because we, although we do not inspect cosmetic stuff, Builders will give you a warranty for settling items um, like mm-hmm. cracked tiles. They will change those. So I will put extra attention in those. I will still notify you if you're buying just a 1965 home, but um, these inspections are a little bit more uh, geared towards the, the the homeowner that wants those little items fixed. I was going to say, geared towards making sure that the homeowner is you know having everything corrected at that 12-month mark that they can. Right. Um, and then one thing I wanted to mention, obviously, we've done quite a few inspections together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember on one of the townhomes, you were able to see that the um, the fireproofing between the two homes mm-hmm. wasn't correct. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, you know, not something you would see unless you crawl up in the attic. Mm-hmm. And then on uh, one of the manufacturers, you were able to catch that there was a leak under the house in the pipes. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, you crawl under the <laughs> space and go up in the attic and basically get anywhere that you possibly can. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as, a, as an agent, that always feels good to know that someone is looking out for every possible aspect that they can. My last kind of question here then is, you know, you're obviously busy. You just gave us a whole litany of items that you're looking (laughs) at. Um, The real estate agent has to be there to open the house for you. Uh, The buyer typically comes. So if the buyer is there and the agent's there, what should they be expecting to do during this, I'd say roughly two hours that you're going through the house? So usually I like it when they uh, flat out, honestly, stay out of my way. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, not so harsh words, but um, I am doing my thing. You know, I'm concentrating. I am uh, looking for write-ups on my iPad. Um, everything is already populated. If there is something super weird that I don't have, then I have to add it. And if they're talking to me, I may miss something. So it is better for them to just look at different things, um, some people, while I'm there, they're measuring, you know, if their furniture mm-hmm. is going to fit and everything. And then at the end, I will ask them if they have any questions before I go through my report. Mm-hmm. Or they can just be like, hey, did you see this? And then we'll go check it out. Uh, and I say, yes, I did see it. And mm-hmm. here's the picture. And this is what the problem could be. Um, so if they just do their own thing and let me do my thing, I will be, you know, more efficient with my time and check it out. Uh, most definitely don't be messing with the air conditioner while I'm testing it. I know it's getting cold in there or hot, but I am testing it. So don't mess with the items. Um, and then at the end, I go through the whole thing with them. And that's when they can ask me all the questions and I will uh, address any of their concerns. Okay. All right. So yeah, so for the buyer, it sounds like it's a great time to kind of plan how you're going to lay out your furniture, measure anything, talk about wall paint, look at things like that. Whatever you want to do, you can chat with your agent. But to get um, the most detailed and focused report, just let you do your thing. Um, maybe write a list of questions that they want to hit with you afterwards and just let you go. Yes. Okay. And it also, if the seller is there, mm-hmm. um, 
keep them entertained as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I will say the, the fewer people following you around, the more quickly and effectively you can do your job. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, stay tuned, everybody, for part two, um, where we're going to talk about after that inspection is complete, what to expect and how things go from there. And then I do also want to note to everybody that um, if you have questions about you know home inspections or need an inspector, you can check in our links below for Celia's contact information and website. Hey, thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team. If you are thinking about buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, please reach out to us. We are local here in Tucson, Arizona, but we are also connected to over 4,000 agents across the US. So again, looking to buy, sell, or invest in your hometown, reach out to us and let us connect you. 